Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I don't know what the Philadelphia 76ers are thinking about, but if it's running it back with James Harden, that is a massive mistake. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on the app. We hope that you had a wonderful 4th of July. Christopher, Arthur, Canty, how was your 4th? It was very interesting, big fella. So my 4th got started off with the news that one of my neighbors got dragged into a lagoon by a gator and killed. Whoa. Tragic to be sure. Like that is an awful way. We had to cancel the parade that we typically have in the neighborhood. But after hearing reports about what all went down, it was the neighbor walking the dog, and I guess in defense of her dog, tried to, uh, I guess, get it, get it away from the gator, and the gator ended up coming after her. Oh, now, man. Big fella, I've been in this neighborhood for a decade, and everybody knows that this particular alligator lives in this lagoon. And to make sure that you're heads up, you're completely aware and sober, by the way, when you're walking by this lagoon. And it's clear that this particular individual did not get that memo, although it's hard to imagine that she couldn't have known because she's been here a really long time. But this is a really, really sad story. And so kind of had a damper on our 4th of July, but it's another one of those stories that's a little bit of a shock to the system. This is something that you expect to hear from Florida, man. Not something that goes down in a country club neighborhood in South Carolina. (laughs) Well, that is a scary, scary moment to be sure. Not the way to start your 4th of July. No, no, no. it is not. Just like like we started this show, how it seemed like it took a turn that you didn't expect. That was my 4th of July. I was all ready to get on the grill and celebrate and have the parade and have a couple of cocktails. And that's how my 4th of July starts. With one of my neighbors running into my driveway screaming, the gator just killed somebody. Like that, that, That is how my 4th started. Oh, my God. So now we transition to some basketball (laughs) off of that. Oh, my God. Here we go. Only one place to start. Adrian Wojnarowski reports James Harden opts in to his contract for next season. James Harden has likely played his last game in Philadelphia after forcing his way to the Sixers in a trade from Brooklyn. So the Sixers are asking for a ton in return, reportedly, according to Woj, and that really is a bit of a head-scratcher. Let's start right there. Because as much as they are asking for a lot, maybe they're doing so for a reason, as we hear from Woj with a little bit deeper insight into the situation in Philadelphia. You have an organization that would still love to keep him in Philadelphia for the season. Daryl Morey, their president, he's got a long history with James Harden. And certainly I think if there's a way as the summer goes on to try to convince him that they can still make this work together, that he has a chance to compete for a championship. Uh, They've got a new coach, Nick Nurse, with the Sixers. But at the same time, they are talking to teams. The Clippers remain a team very interested in James Harden. You know, they've been looking for a point guard there the last couple years. Uh, I think those are conversations that will evolve. But you saw with Daryl Morey a couple years ago with Ben Simmons. He slow-played it. They were unsuccessful in getting Ben Simmons back into the fold, but they didn't have the relationship with Simmons that this group does have, especially Morey has with Harden. Yeah, but Canty, to me, that relationship should 
be more than enough for Daryl Morey to understand that if you're trying to convince James Harden that coming back is the best thing for him, you're asking for trouble because this is somebody that over the years has done everything he can to get out of situations he doesn't want to be in and clearly he does not want to be with the Philadelphia 76ers anymore. I am not allowing James Harden to walk in the door and be a distraction for my team right away. Well, I don't know that James Harden doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. I think James Harden just wants his money long-term, and he knows that he's likely not going to get it with the Sixers. Like, Daryl Morey and the Sixers asked him to take a little off the top last year and come back in order to surround Embiid and Tyrese Maxey with the requisite supporting cast to allow them to compete at a championship level. That's how they got a guy like De'Anthony Melton. That's how they got a guy like P.J. Tucker. So I think James Harden is looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, recognizing where he's at in terms of his career and his chronological age and saying, I got to monetize my skill set. I got to get one last big bite at the apple before it's closing time. And so I think that therein lies the urgency with Harden to get out of Philly. I don't think Harden landing with the L.A. Clippers or another destination is going to put him any closer to competing for a title. But this is about James Harden getting his bread. I mean, why else mm-hmm. did we hear rumors that Harden was interested in a reunion with the Houston Rockets? It's all about Harden being able to get his money. I think the bigger question to ask is, where does Philadelphia go if they don't find a team that can do the dance and make a trade for James Harden? Well, look, they they basically uh, brought in a player last year in Harden who, yeah, Maury had a relationship with, but can't he, this was somebody who turned away a $180 million extension in Brooklyn because he thought he would end up getting more here. I'm sure he looks at it now, uh, looking back last year, when he decided to take a little bit less so that the Sixers could get a little better and feel like he's owed something. And I can't allow someone who has, frankly, weaponized laziness to get what he has wanted before (laughs) to walk in the door And do that again to my team because as much as winning now is a priority for the Sixers, the other priority is Joel Embiid. And if I'm trying to do that, Joel Embiid long-term has got to be here. This is a perfect guy that fits my city beautifully, and it, it, it really does take a special athlete to be a superstar in a city that is as demanding as Philadelphia is. And you can have complicated relationships with those fans. Embiid does not have that. And I I know that might sound like it's not as important, but winning a championship with Embiid should be what's as important right now. And that I agree with you. You have to find ways to keep Joel Embiid, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that if James Harden stays in Philly – that that's going to be the end of Embiid's tenure after this upcoming season. I just don't see it that way. If Daryl Morey can leverage his personal relationship with James Harden and convince him to come back and play for that $35.6 million this year, that player option, and the team can be relatively competitive, then you're talking about them going into next summer with a lot of options and a lot of cap space because guess what? You no longer have to deal with Tobias Harris's contract, and you no longer have to deal with James Harden's contract, and presumably you would have extended Tyrese Maxey between now and then. So you would have two core players, and you could have the cap space to go out and get another star, or you could have 
uh, the ability to be able to surround him with with top quality role players. And I think that's that's the thing that the Philadelphia Sixers organization is trying to maintain maximum flexibility because you realize you don't have a lot in the way of draft capital. You have to make sure that you're judicious when it comes to how you're using your cap space and the players that you are putting around it. But if the Sixers do this right over the next 12 months, then I think you can lay the groundwork to make sure that you 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 let it be known that Embiid will have the support from the front office in order to win the championship by way of having the requisite pieces. Okay, it's Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's play that out for a second, okay? You let it go through this year. The Sixers don't get out of the second round again if you're mm-hmm. going to try to play this forward with Harden, right? You extend Maxi at that point because they've said right now they're not going to extend him, and the thought was maybe that's because they're trying to trade him, uh, even though they say they won't trade him. Uh, now you find yourself with all that cap space, but you've got Embiid sitting there, and in that first day or two of what the of what free agency is going to look like, or what a a trade window is going to look like, you could be sitting there in the same spot as Dame Lillard and the and the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, I'll hang out. I'll see what you do. I'll give you a day and a half, two days. Nothing. Okay, or not what I like. I'm out, and that's the worst place you could possibly be. So I'm, I'm more about if I'm trading uh, Harden to the Clippers or somewhere else uh, and I'm trying to get Lillard, if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm going to feel a whole lot better about an appetite of a player to win like Lillard as opposed to Harden. Well, I'm not saying that you don't go after Damian Lillard. I, 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 don't, I hope you didn't get No, no, I didn't get that from, from you. what certainly. I said. We've agreed on that what all I was, That's not what I was right. intimating. That's not what I was leading you down to. I, I, I look at it from the standpoint of, What's the plan B? If you can't make a deal to get Damian Lillard and get James Harden off your roster, what's the next best decision that you can make if you're Daryl Morey, both for the short term and for the long term? And I would argue that long term and short term, the best thing would be to keep James Harden. I I know it sounds crazy. I know he's a streaky player. He's hit or miss. But to keep James Harden maintains maximum cap flexibility for next summer. And that's something that you're going to need if James Harden proves not to be able to help this team get out of the second round. And if you're Embiid, thinking about this, what are the other destinations that have had the consistency in terms of being able to get to the second round in the postseason that you've experienced the last four or five years in Philadelphia? There ain't a whole lot of teams in basketball that have had that kind of consistency. Now, the goal is ultimately to win a championship, but you got to get your ticket to the dance. you got to get to the second round. And so I think Philadelphia has had that second-round ceiling. But let's be clear, they have had a level of consistency that not most NBA teams can, can say that they've been able to achieve. So I, I would say this. They need another star. Now, can Tyrese Maxey be that star? That's to be determined. In the interim, you try to go after the star that is available in Damian Lillard. If you haven't beat in Lillard on the same team, you're talking about having two of the top six or seven players in the entire NBA. You feel good about them breaking through that second-round ceiling. But if you can't get Lillard, what's your alternative? Your alternative is rolling back with James okay. Harden and hoping that Tyrese Maxey gets better. Okay, but let me ask you this question for the last point on this. Because I know where I stand on this. When somebody shows you who they are, You have to believe them. And James Harden has done this time and again. So do you trust 
the strength of the relationship between Maury and Harden for Harden not to blow this up during the season? Yes, because I think that James Harden wants to win. And what showed me that he wants to win is him working his way out of Brooklyn. Like he wanted to win. He, he didn't want to be in Brooklyn because of the dysfunction and all of the nonsense. And he went to Philadelphia, which was dealing with their own dysfunction and nonsense in Ben Simmons. He decided he wanted out. He wanted away from KD and Kyrie because he wanted a chance to be able to win at the highest levels that the sport had to offer. And so I, I would say that if James Harden is forced to play out the string with this player option this year, you're not going to get the same version of James Harden that you saw at the end of his tenure in Houston where he put on the fat suit. This is a guy that's going to be playing with an MVP caliber guy in Joel Embiid and an up-and-coming star in Tyreek Maxey. There's no way that James Harden could be seen as shutting it down just to try to work his way out of Philly for a money grab. That would crush his perception and what we think his legacy will be once he's done with the game. So I don't see James Harden pulling that kind of stunt in Philadelphia, not with the stakes that the Sixers have on the line. It's Cantia Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. So we leave it to you. Your take right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Can the Sixers run it back with Harden like they seem to want to, or are they out of their minds if they do it? Lines are open for you. Load them up at 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? 
Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Adrian Wojnarowski reports 76ers guard James Harden opts in to his contract for next season. What it means is that James Harden has likely played his last game in Philadelphia less than two years after forcing his way to the Sixers in a trade from Brooklyn. So he's bypassing free agency and he's going to try to force a trade. And few people in NBA history have more experience in forcing trades than James Harden. So here we go. You could argue it might be the best thing he does in his career, above everything else, and he's an amazing player. It's Canty Carlin in for Greeny ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 seconds, your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, on if the Sixers should try to run it back with Harden. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right. I lied for a second because I need you to back up on this alligator story and kind of put a bow on this thing. <laughs> exactly how what what kind of a pond are we talking about that this alligator has been living in the community and people have known about it for years. And I want to be clear, I am not criticizing anyone for this. This is just mm-hmm. absolutely horrible, but I mean, if it's so well-known, this seems just so strange that you'd be in this position. Well, here's the thing, and it's hard to put a bow on a topic like this, yeah. but the alligator lives in a pond that's connected to a lot of other lagoons on the golf course. So, I mean, he has a lot of room to roam, but beyond that big fella, the alligator will actually come out of the pond, walk across the street, through the backyards, and go on the beach. I have literally seen the alligator sunbathing on the beach behind my house. Like that that's that's yeah. what he does. So it's not as if we're not aware that he's there, but my thing is if you're walking by the pond or lagoon where their alligators might be hanging out, you probably shouldn't be walking with small pets. And I get it. It's a neighborhood, it's a really down home feel, so you can be lured into a false sense of security, maybe even comfort. But listen, you shouldn't be walking your small pets, i.e. a dog, by the lagoon near the alligators. I'm not blaming the victim in this situation, Yeah. but you, you just think about the level of awareness that one needs to have and the things that could possibly go wrong near a lagoon full of alligators, and you realize that walking your pets right by there might not be the best of ideas. Had there ever been any other alligator incidents in the, in yes. the neighborhood? Well, not in the neighborhood, but in the Hilton Head area, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There was a year ago uh, in a retirement community, there was an alligator fatality. So this is not something that's uncommon. It happens. Well, I mean, they're alligators, uh, that, right? They're going to yeah, do alligators, their thing. But the, to- but the town of Hilton Head also has a- an ordinance where they protect the alligators. Like, you can't shoot the alligators. Sure. You know what I mean? So no, just, I wouldn't it's, advocate it's that. It's one of those situations where you have to be aware because you're coexisting in this environment. And, and it's just, it's one of those things that we all know. 
if you've lived out here for any extended period of time. It's just that sometimes you, you just you get lulled into a false sense of security because, you know, things are quiet. But, you know, the gator is going to gator, big fella, especially if there's yeah. a small pet that looks like a snack. Holy That's what's going to happen. That's holy cow. It's just so alarming. But that is, man, just But think terrible. about starting your 4th of July that way. Oh, like, my God. You're excited about the 4th of July, family and friends getting together, getting ready for the parade. You got the grill getting ready to go. You got all your eats, all your, all your, your beverages, your cocktails, getting ready for all of that. And then this happens the morning of the 4th of July. Uh, let's, Canty, before we hit the Didn't calls, have it on the bingo card, big fella. No, no, but let, let's also just pull the curtain back for a second. Um, when we're talking about this before the show, uh, we're saying, all right, you know, it will, it will it'll come up, we'll get into it, and it's just, just a horrible story. And then I made the mistake of saying, just out of pure force of habit, how was your Fourth of July? Right, I, I don't, I <laughs> don't understand. Where it led. <laughs> Knowing full well that this had happened, that but is what, how but, I led us to the most awkward transition of transitions ever. Well, yeah, but I mean, somebody like, died. If somebody asks you how your Fourth of July goes, you can't bury the lead, right? No, I that don't think would you be can. the lead for the Fourth of July. Well, as usual, I fat-handed it and put us in that position. So there we are. It's no, ga- the Gator put us in that position. The Gator did that. <laughs> well, not that's you. fair. I'm not going to blame you. Yeah, that's don't fair. blame yourself, Carlin. The Gator's fat-handing this one. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Let's hit it at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Are the Sixers better off trying to run this back with Harden? Let's go to Jacob up first on ESPN Radio. Jacob, what do you think, bud? How's it going, guys? I love listening to you guys. I am a uh, a young Jets fan, so I've had very little to root for. But Canny, you've been one of my favorite Giants. Uh, basically, I think the Sixers are kind of screwed either way. You know, uh, running it back with Harden, I see either an Embiid injury or a Harden, you know, not coming up big or both happening. And then we look at what uh, the Wizards just got for Bradley Beal. Like, what what do you expect them to get in a trade? I think they'd be lucky to get like a a Terrence Mann, uh, Norman Powell package, which I don't think would keep Embiid there. So my focus is kind of on what do you think the Knicks would have to give up to get Embiid in that scenario of him, uh, you know, asking out. That's next year. And let me tell you something. They will do everything within their power to not trade Embiid to the Knicks. That can't see, that is one that if the Nick fan is holding out hope for for next year when they look at the big names that you know let's say Giannis doesn't sign his extension or guys who made the next big name or two when it comes to Embiid if the Sixers traded him to the Knicks that is organizational malpractice is it though I mean yes. I know you don't want to trade him to a division rival but at the same time there is no team that is armed with more draft capital than the New York Knicks for the foreseeable future maybe with the exception of OKC in Utah but the Knicks would be in prime position and they'd be a franchise that could sell winning to Embiid. Like you're, you're a team that has won a playoff series in the last year. They got to the second round this year and they, and they took some licks off of Miami. So I just, I look at the Knicks with Jalen Brunson in place, a playmaking point guard, um, having some young talented guys that can develop over the next couple of years. I, I just, that would be a spot if you're Embiid that would be attractive in the way of trying to put yourself in position to win championships. But the one thing that I would say, just to push back on it, Philadelphia 
is going to have something to say about this in terms of the moves that they can make. And let's not discount the chemistry that Embiid and James Harden have together, right? James Harden bought Embiid a Rolex watch for winning the MVP. James Harden was with Embiid uh, over the weekend at Michael Rubin's white party in the Hamptons with, with, you know, with, with Embiid. They're, they're hanging out. There's a relationship there. So if Harden has a relationship with Maury and Harden has a relationship with Embiid, I, I got to believe that both of those, those, those individuals would be able to play a role in terms of bringing out the best version in James Harden while he's still on the Sixers roster. And the Sixers still have a chance to compete at a really high level. The only thing is, you wonder how much better they can be from last year to this year. And the only answer to that question would be, how much has Tyrese Maxey improved? If Maxey has improved significantly, then you're talking about this team having you know a, an opportunity to break that second round ceiling that they've been running into the last four years. If Maxey is still the kind of guy, still a young developing player, then you're probably talking about more frustration building within the organization. I got to tell you, I mean, that is, I understand it from a talent standpoint, but with everything that Harden has pulled in his career, I'm going to put my season and keeping Embiid happy and everything like that on, on his shoulders and try to convince, like I have to convince him now. I've already ticked him off, clearly. So I have to convince him now. And I'm going to ask him to basically be a good soldier for the year. I get it. He's going to want to do it to get his money. well, Well, hold on, big fella. You didn't tick him off. The rest of the league ticked him off because if James Harden... Well, I ticked him off because I didn't give him the extension he wanted, and that's why he opted in. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to get that extension. He wasn't going to get that money anywhere else either. He had an opportunity to be a free agent. The reason why he didn't choose free agency is because nobody was going to give him the money and or the years that he was looking for. So this ain't a Sixers problem. That's a James Harden problem. And the only way to change your perception around the league is to go out there and ball. Well, then why why did they both agree to trade him then? Like, he obviously wanted to be traded too. Well, he wants to be traded. And here's why I will say Daryl Morey is, is doing this the right way. Because if you look at where the Sixers are and you look at the other team that's been rumored to be very interested in James Harden, that being the L.A. Clippers, the Clippers seem like the more desperate of the two teams. Like The Clippers got to do something. They got all of this money tied up in Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. They have to do something to get a, some type of return on that investment that they've made over the last several seasons in those two players. And I guess the James Harden move would be the something. And so I think they're asking for top dollar in terms of a return on James Harden in a trade because they feel like between the two teams, the Clippers are the more desperate of the two. So I think Daryl Morey is playing this absolutely the right way, and there's still a good chance that James Harden is on a different team when the season tips off. I'm just looking at the worst-case scenario if you're the Sixers, James Harden returning to your organization – if you're Daryl Morey, you have to be doing and saying all the right things about James Harden just so he doesn't feel alienated if it comes down to him having to come back into that locker room. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Scott, next, ESPN Radio. Scott, what do you think? Good morning, guys. Morning. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. Um Anyone, any organization that is foolish enough and stupid enough to take on James Harden gets what they deserve. 
how many opportunities does he need to prove that he has no sense of honor, no sense of commitment, no sense of loyalty, no sense of wanting to be a member of, of an organization. He's nothing but a malcontent. If you want to be the organization that's stupid enough to think that you're going to be the person that can change a leopard spot, go right ahead. But how many opportunities does this guy need to prove that he's a buffoon? Listen, this is well, he wasn't a buffoon last year. I mean, game one in the second round, he basically put the Sixers on his back and won the damn game in Boston. Uh, okay, but let's, like he let's won, talk. he won that game for them without Embiid. All right, this but look, got an average twenty one and ten. He led the league in assists. He is going to get as many chances as his game will allow him to, and he's a still he's still a really good basketball player. Uh, he's still a really good player, but we would both agree that when it comes to consistency, that's a problem because those forty point games were followed up with stinkers, and and you can't necessarily rely on him. I mean, he did other than those two forty point games, which I'll acknowledge were terrific performances. I need him to be more than that if this is going to be a championship-level team. Well, here's the thing. I don't think he can be more than that at this stage in his career. He's going to be your third-best player on a championship-winning team. If you're asking him to be your second-best player or your first-best player, you're setting yourself up for failure. That's a you problem. And so I think the Sixers hope, if James Harden comes back, is that Tyrese Maxey can ascend to being the second-best player on the team. If he can't, then they're going to have a second-round ceiling. But if Maxey does take those steps and they're forced to keep James Harden, then all of a sudden you're talking about a team that can get to a conference finals. But I, I don't think we have to – I don't think we. it's fair to look at James Harden and say, this guy is nothing but a malcontent. This guy is a buffoon. I, I don't think it's fair to look at Harden that way. I think Harden is what he is in his mid-30s, He's still a guy that can get to 21 and 10 on any given night. He's still a guy that can go off for 40 like he did in games one and I believe game four in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Like, that's what you're looking at. He can make big shots. He made the shot to push the game into overtime against the Celtics in that series and give them a chance in game four. Like, James Harden is still a damn good basketball player that has really good playmaking ability. The only problem that the Sixers have is they're asking him to be their second-best player and he's not at a stage in his career where he's capable of doing that. All right, Jim's next on ESPN Radio. Jim, what's up, bud? How are you? Hey, guys. It's great to talk to you. I love listening to you when you fill in for Greeny. I want to elaborate on the story that Mr. Canty was saying about the alligator. About 35 years ago, eight of us went down to uh, Palmetto Dunes in Hilton Head, and we were on, I believe it was the ninth or tenth hole, and there's a pond there, a little lake, and we're waiting for the guys to hit up. And the one guy had a Labrador Retriever, a chocolate lab. He started sniffing around the pond. Alligator came out, grabbed him, and just destroyed him right in front of us. It was, like, unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. See what we've done here? We, we, we didn't do it. The alligators are doing it. We're not doing it. Now we're, I didn't now do we're it. enabling the alligator behavior by talking about it. We're oh not. It's not. No, we're not enabling a behavior. What are you talking about? I like we're that deciding you said- that it's not a good idea to have pets around lagoons where alligators hang out. It's just not a good idea. I like that you said we're enabling the alligators like they're listening. <laughs> right. And they're going to be they're going to be more emboldened shine. now. Yes, yeah. alligators want shine. They're big. Oh, this is getting us attention. Let's do it more. Oh my god. If you're an alligator, call in. 
<laughs> Please do not call in, though. I, I, and it's rare that I would say this. Please do not call in with your alligator horror stories. <laughs> but you asked a question, does this happen? You open the door, Carlin. I asked you the question. <laughs> you, you open the door. You are literally <laughs> wagging the dog right by the lagoon and asking for the callers to wait. Let me in. tell you something. That's what you're doing. If I knew that if I was, let's just say I came to visit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I knew that there was an alligator within 200 yards of me, mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere near that thing. I'm not going okay. anywhere near the pond. I have enough trouble. Like if, I, if I'm playing on a golf course in Florida and there's a gator, I, I, you know, I know that I got to run zigzag if I'm trying to get away from the thing because they're so fast. I mean, can't you? I'm, I'm, well, let's just, let's just establish this. If you're in a position where you've got to run to get away from the gator, you're in a losing spot. Big probably so. You're, you're, it's, it's, not, probably, it's probably not going to go well for you. And that's why I would want to hang around you if we're going golfing. Because you know you only got to outrun me. Or we're in one of those places. Yeah, because I don't have to be faster than the Gator. I just got to be faster than you. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. So I could just, <laughs> so I could just be there to be chum for you. That's basically hey, what it's boiling down it is, to. Big fella. A big, fat piece of chum. That's what I am. <laughs> Up next, Canty, one of the most successful tandems in sports history, not on the same page. We'll tell you about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Now everybody is sending Gator videos and Gator pictures. And this picture that was just sent to you on Twitter is the si- this gator is the side of the size of Missouri, like and yeah. it's, it's sitting on the on a golf course down in West Palm Beach. He, 
At that you know point, what, though, big fella, when you see a gator that size, don't you just have to go to the next hole? Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, at that point, I'm not waiting for the gator to decide no. he's going to move to play that no, hole. No, you know what I'm going to I'm just going to the next hole. I, well, here's what I'm saying. Par. See you later. I'm par? writing down <laughs> I'm writing down four. Let's move on. And that's the only par that would be on my scorecard, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's Kenzie and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Kenzie, this is something that we have been talking about for several weeks now that is going to be a story during the regular season, and you're starting to see other people pick it up here and there. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk was writing about this this weekend, about Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, and the fact that this relationship does not feel like it is anywhere near on the same page as far as where they are headed. Now, we saw the comments uh, from a few weeks ago from Kraft about, you know, the most important thing for all of us is winning. And then uh, we found out, uh, this is one that I had not heard, but at Belichick's end-of-the-season press conference, he made mention of the fact that the Patriots were 27th in spending over the last couple of years, which is kind of an indirect shot at the owner who said in these comments a couple of weeks ago of spending's never going to be an issue for us. Then from last week, here is Robert Kraft with Michael Rubin, uh, who, of course, is the head of Fanatics. They were at an event up in Foxborough, and this is what Kraft had to say about the upcoming season. I'm really excited for this upcoming season and training camp. I think we've had a great off season, and I like our draft, and, you know, we, we're probably playing in the toughest division in football, but I love our team. And one thing I know about you, you won't be satisfied if one thing doesn't happen, right? What's the only thing that makes it... Uh... All worthwhile. Number seven. So, look, you have that. You have Kraft uh, basically making reference to the fact when it comes to Belichick catching Tom, uh, Don Shula that we've never had players that we were having them on the field to go out and chase their individual records. So that would seem to be counterintuitive. Kenty, this is going to be a thing because you look at the beginning of the season – there is a very good chance that the Patriots open the year 0-4. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And it's been four years since the play- Patriots have won a playoff game. And you're talking about them being on the outside looking into the postseason two of the last three se- three years. So I just it, – it's not what Robert Kraft has become accustomed to. And I feel like this is a situation where Belichick is going to fall victim to the, the standard that he in part set for that Patriots organization over the last 20 years. So I, I – I don't think people are paying enough attention to what Robert Kraft is saying and taking him at his word at face value, which is that there are expectations that this team will get to the postseason and compete for a championship. And if they don't, the organization is going to be forced to make some tough decisions, including Bill Belichick. Now, I get it, big fella. He's one of the very best coaches in the National Football League and has a reputation for being able to get his players to exceed the the talent level that a lot of people think that they have within the organization on any given year. But the one thing I will say to that is that Belichick is the czar when it comes to football operations in New England. So if it's the players, if it's the X's and O's, it all falls on him. And if this team falls short of getting into the postseason again or falls short of the expectations that Robert Kraft has on him this year – 
then I have a hard time seeing Belichick being the one wearing the headset on the sideline as the head coach in 2024. I've said this a few weeks ago, but I think it bears repeating. If Belichick and Mac Jones are in their respective roles in 2024, that means the New England Patriots have vastly exceeded our expectations for them in 2023. I, I don't think that there's this is a situation where there's a playoff win mandate, but for sure, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones have to exceed expectations in order to be around next year. Uh, well, Chris, I mean, if they win 8-8, eight and eight, he'll be back. Like, I don't think anything will change there. At least Bill will, right? I don't think so. You think of it, think or so. eight and nine or nine and eight? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it can be that kind of year. I, I don't. I think they have to get into the playoffs, and 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 just to take it a step further, it might include having to have a playoff win. Think about this: Belichick is in his early seventies, seventy-two years old. We don't see coaches in the NFL in the history of the game coach much further beyond that. So, to me, it, it, this is an outlier situation, and I get that he's won six championships. But if they don't show that this team can contend for a title in the foreseeable future, then I think the organization is going to make a change and go with a fresh voice for that team in that line. they got to be listening to what Kraft is saying right now, and they have to understand what's going on here. For me, I don't know that a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and season will do it, but I certainly think 5-12 and 12 could. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.